Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hour number two of the early line now underway. It's Joe Ranieri and Donnie Wright's side, and we are going to flip the script and take a look at some football. You might think to yourself, why would these guys be talking college football? It's got to keep you up to date. Things still happen. This is a news cycle, 365, 24-7, and a lot of things are going down that we need answers on, and particularly Harbaugh back to UM. I need to get your take on this one, Joe Ranieri. Is this a power play by Harbaugh for more money coming out of the Michigan boosters, or is he legitimately satisfied with just being a college football coach at this point despite taking interviews with NFL teams? I I did not un well, I mean it made sense to me. I mean, the minute it was leaked, and I mean it was no longer what, like twenty minutes after they lost uh to TCU, uh all of a sudden mm-hmm. now we're hearing Harbaugh is gonna explore opportunities, and then we heard there might be some uh NCAA sanctions coming down and uh investigations and all that. I mean, the reality is you gotta ask yourself when something like that gets out as quick as it did after the season was over who does it benefit uh well it benefits uh you know it benefits harbaugh if he wants whether it be more control power money whatever it is um by putting that out there the boosters immediately ran for their checkbooks and were like all right what does he need what's going on and uh whatever it was that he wanted i can assure you he got uh which is why he is staying there because He could have interviewed for any one of these NFL jobs. They would welcome him back with open arms, no problem. Now I feel it's like, hey, we own Ohio State. We got Ohio State on the run. Yeah, I'm coming back for one more shot at taking care of Ohio State. Championship is the next stop. We'll see if Michigan can actually do that in the next few years. Some guys going pro, TCU stars, Johnson and Miller, to enter the draft. No surprise on this one. Legitimate player prospects performing on the biggest stage, now trying to get paid, which leaves, hey, can TCU still do it again next year out there in the Big 12, Joe? Mm, well, it's, it's going to be interesting, yeah. isn't it? I mean, it it is a tough one, given the fact that um, what kind of juice did we get on the re uh, on the recruiting trail now by this season here? I think the answer is uh, an awful an awful lot here. Um, I I think TCU is is going to be just fine. Now, my question is, how long does Sonny Dyke stay? One more year uh, before uh, one of the big time programs. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Picks up and calls him. And, you know, not that there's anything wrong with uh, with TCU. I mean, he could spend a million years there, get whatever he wants. But 
is Sonny Dykes going to be happy at TCU or when a, uh, I don't know, a Florida State or, a, uh, you know, uh, one of these big-time programs picks up and says, hey, uh, we'd love you to come and coach uh, big boy football. Will he, will he fly? Uh, mm -hmm. Probably. So they'll be back to square one, just like Luke Fickle did. Yeah, or can he ask the boosters for more money and they give it to him? But by the way, Johnston is a smooth-looking wide receiver. Shut down in the national championship game. Mm -hmm. They're probably looking to do big things in the NFL. Oh, we'll get yes. to a couple more here. C.J. Stroud off to the NFL. Why? Because the NIL couldn't come up with enough money to keep him one more year at Ohio State. He is going pro, Joe. And he is going to be uh, number two pick. Three, somewhere along the lines. Him and uh, Bryce Young uh, are going to be battling uh, there for which team uh, gets it. Uh, we know it, well, we know it won't be. Uh, Houston's going to get one of them. So it could very well be a Houston Texan before it's all said and done. It won't be a Bear. Uh, he won't be a Chicago Bear battling uh, with the other Ohio State quarterback they have there. Uh, but he'll be top two or three for sure. There you go. Welcome in the radio audience. You're watching and listening in to the early line, Sirius XM Channel 159 on the Sports Grid Network. It's Joe and Donnie here in the morning going over some hot topics in college football. Jordan Addison was at Pitt, went to USC. Now he is going to the NFL, one of those guys that use a little NIL money to wind up on the West Coast, now going for even greener pastures as he enters into the NFL. But before we, you know, we don't even need to comment on that because I, I want to have a, a minute or two for this. The portal in college football, mm -hmm. one of the more fascinating stories, if you're not watching right now, is Jalen Rashada at a, US, at a UF, who was with Miami. He was looking at other programs, seemingly was going to get the bag, as we like to say, and $13 million reports that fell through here. Now he is a quote-unquote free agent again, it looks like, here in college football, Joe. Yeah, and it's funny then because how is this, uh, well, this is the new welcome to the new college football era. I mean... Uh, this is what you, and this is what a lot of people who were against any of this uh, feared, right? The ability that, you know, these kids aren't making the best decisions uh, for them. <clears throat> it's all going to be about the dollars. And that's uh, not necessarily, be, and which PS is why we're seeing, oh, I didn't play this year. I'm going to transfer to someplace else. I mean, it's going to be, some of these kids are going to have three or four schools in, in their entire crew because they weren't happy with how it went in the last school. So, um, decisions are going to be made by the almighty dollar in college football. I don't know if that's a good thing in the long run here, Donnie, as Florida is, is finding out. It's not a good thing because the NIL was brought in for a kid to go to school here, play well as a junior or senior, a local car dealership sponsors him, gives him a car, maybe That's Dr. Correct. Pepper in a regional ad throws him a couple thousand dollars. It wasn't meant to say, here's $5 million, just come to our school. So until there's ramifications of what it actually means, this is what's going to happen. Free agent college yep. football players, which is this what we wanted? Not necessarily. It was meant to be an enticement like, hey, these kids need to pick up a couple dollars on the side using their name, image, and likeness, not just to come to the school. My goodness, NCAA, get it together here. Level of trust coming up. Mm. Who is Joe Trust? Quarterback edition, mm. divisional style. Come on back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, 
Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hour number two, the NFL now takes center stage. It's great. Divisional round weekend is coming up. Two games on Saturday, two games on Sunday. Fantastic across the board. Maybe my favorite football weekend of the year. And if it gets any close, Joe, to what we saw last weekend with the amount of fun, scoring, prop bets, excitement, we're going to look forward to this. But right now, it's the level of trust. There are four games. We're going to go over each one of these quarterbacks in their matchups because I need a level of trust. And sometimes it feels like this might be the easiest pick. Sometimes it feels like it might be a tough pick, but we need opinions right now. So let's get it started. First game of the weekend, 430. We're going to take a look at the odds and the spreads a little bit later, but we're just focused right now on the quarterbacks. So, Joe, I'm going to start mm-hmm. here. Trevor Lawrence, second year in the NFL, rough, shaky rookie year. Second year gets Doug Peterson, quiets the storm, fantastic finish to the season, now ends up against the number one team in the AFC, the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead, but on the other side of the field is Patrick Mahomes. We'll start first with mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence. Your level of trust in him, with him in this game this weekend is what? So um, I have a ton of of trust, and it just goes to show you uh, coaching matters in the NFL, guys. If you haven't figured that out now, uh, right guy, right time could mean everything. We're seeing it now with the Giants and Dable and Danny Dimes, and we are certainly seeing it here uh, in Jacksonville with Trevor Lawrence, who, by the way, I mean, it's not like he was a small school guy. The guy was competing for national championships every year. at Clemson. He's got all the tools and ability in the world, but we have seen Donnie in years past without the right coach, guys with all the tools and ability and athleticism and arm. Yeah, they don't do squat. Um, What this kid did last week by setting records, by turning the ball over in the first half, you and I both know we can rattle off a million quarterbacks that would have crawled into a hole. They'd have lost that game by 700, and we'd be like, you got to get rid of them. There's no way you can hold. What that kid did in the second half of that game after everything went wrong, and mind you, this is his second year. His first year was with Urban Meyer, so that went really well. Um, that means that Doug Peterson is tuned in with this kid. Uh, they are on the same page. Uh, he goes in, he makes the adjustments. He grew up in front of our eyes in that game. So, yeah, uh, he also has familiarity here. He was already at Arrowhead playing against 
uh, Mahomes and company. There's not going to be any intimidation here. I think the kid is, uh, they're either going to win this game because of him. I don't know that they're going to lose this game because of him. But uh, if they do win, it's going to be because Trevor Lawrence uh, puts his team on his back and gets the game. Yeah, something to be said about a quarterback in a you know high-pressure situation, not playing well for the entire yep. half and rallying the football team. And as you saw after the game and the post-game press conferences, not even asking Trevor Lawrence, asking his teammates, like, that's a stud mm -hmm. over there. Because, oh, he threw four interceptions. We turned over five times. He was terrible. No, they said, look, in the halftime, no panic. Hey, I got this, man. Let's just play football and see what happens. They end up winning that football game. And again, Patrick Mahomes on the opposite side here. I mean, no introduction needed. Of course, we're going to be trusting Patrick Mahomes at home in Arrowhead off of a bye week with Andy Reid as the head coach. But as you take a look at that side-by-side, -side, it was pretty interesting to see, you know, the percentages here. 67% completions here for Mahomes, I believe it was, in 66 for Trevor Lawrence. Should be a fun one, but there's no level of, boy, I think the moment is too big for Trevor Lawrence. I think he mm -hmm. got that out nope. of the way the past two weeks. You're in win-or-die situations the past two weeks with high stakes, passed him with flying colors, even while not performing all that well. And you're right. He could have had a Nathan Peterman game where they got shellacked 35-3 to with all those questions in the offseason. Is he the actual franchise guy? He is the franchise guy. Saturday night, South Philadelphia, Daniel Jones and Jalen Hurts. We saw last year Jalen Hurts get into the playoffs and had me thinking, man, this ain't a franchise guy. What was that against Tampa Bay? But my goodness, an MVP candidate for most of the season before getting injured, he lines up against Jones. We'll start with him first. Your level of trust for Daniel Jones playing very good football down the stretch here for the Giants, Joe. Um, ridiculous. And it's amazing what a little bit of confidence uh, will do. And it's also amazing, Donnie, what happens when you have coaches that put the guy in a position to be successful. We saw it with Sirianni and Hertz. Uh, this is a guy that uh, many people remember. He had to go. How many uh, colleges did he, you know, it was OU, then he wasn't good enough, then he had to go, you know, he had to move yep. on. I mean, Jalen Hurts, uh, his entire football career, college-wise and NFL, there were people all saying, you can't. Like, it's, it's not. It's not going to work. Like, he's not better than Carson Wentz. What are you drafting him for? Well, you get a coach in there that uh, puts him into a position to be successful, uh, and voila, now you've got a possible MVP candidate here for, uh, for the Eagles. And same thing here with Danny Dimes. We have spent the last three years blasting uh, the Giants organization here because what were you doing? Like, Dave Gettleman, are you out of your mind? A Duke quarterback? Like, this is going to be the future? And then all of a sudden you bring in uh, Dayball, uh, you clear house, you put weapons around him, and all of a sudden the coach uh, comes up with a game plan to put this kid in a position to succeed. And you know what he's doing? He's succeeding. Uh, and there's no, I don't think it's any shock that Hurts and Danny Dimes are in this position right now here, Donnie. Coaching matters, putting guys into a position to be successful matters. And both of these guys... They have elevated their games and their ability to uh, levels just a couple of years ago nobody thought was possible. So uh, I think the best is yet to come with both of these guys after this game.
It's what I like, too, because it's the level of trust. We're not saying, like, oh, this guy's going to be the ultimate franchise guy, but pulling up into right. this game, I don't have bad vibes against it with Daniel Jones. I don't like him particularly as a true nope. franchise guy that's going to be able to win a Super Bowl, but if you're lining up with him this week with Dable, I trust him. Same thing with Jalen Hurts. I trust him in this game. Yep. Who do I trust a little bit more? Probably Hurts, obviously, he's got the better football team around him, but that's another story. But over those first four quarterbacks, look, we're not worried all too much about it. And again, getting into this next game mm -hmm. on Sunday, the first one at 3 p.m., Joe Burrow and Josh Allen, level of trust here. Joe Burrow went to the Super Bowl last year, maybe a throw or two away from winning a Super Bowl with the Cincinnati Bengals. But Josh Allen, the other side, so dynamic, MVP caliber. But every once in a while, Joe, that short circuit that he gives with a bad interception or he'll throw two touchdown passes and the next three drives will all be turnovers. It hasn't happened that much, but when it does rear its head, it's like, whoa, Josh, what's the deal out here? Your level of trust, Burrow and Allen here. There, it's so unique. You know, so I, I was talking over the weekend uh, after that debacle against uh, Miami, which they, uh, you know, walked away with the win somehow. Mm -hmm. Um it, Josh Allen reminds me a little bit of uh, Brett Favre, where you didn't know what you were going to get, but you knew it was exciting as all hell. Was Brett going to throw six interceptions? Uh, he probably at any given moment, but he was also going to throw four touchdown passes, you know, that mattered the most. I mean, you want to talk about a gunslinger. He has that same kind of mentality where it's going to be feast or famine. And you know what? You're going to have games where... You're going, what in the world are you doing, Josh Allen? And then all of a sudden, he's going to have a quarter where he throws three DTs and runs for one. You're like, oh, okay, that's what you've got here. There's This is not going to change with him. So it's either feast or famine with Josh Allen. Burrow is a little different because Burrow is not Josh Allen from the um, standpoint where Burrow needs some help. Um, he is a sitting duck again, if we've noticed this uh, with oh, this yeah. offensive line. He is not uh, in the same position he was in uh, this stretch this week, you know, this year where they won all those games in the middle and were covering. Well, they did it because the offensive line was healthy. Now they have no running game, and it's going to be all on Burrow's shoulders, and he's going to be under pressure. I don't trust Joe Burrow with these circumstances as much as I trust Josh Allen in this spot. It's a good point you bring up, too, because sometimes it's not all about just the quarterback being trusting. He's going to trust his wide receivers yeah. to get open, but how many seconds exactly. is he going to have in that pocket to trust that long? We'll find out. We got one more matchup yep. here, which may be the most interesting of the entire weekend. That's Prescott and Purdy, mm. and we're going to talk about it next. Come on back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Keep it in the NFL and talking about a level of trust between these quarterback matchups in divisional round action. Joe Ranieri, Donnie, right side, right here on the grid. Let's get to it. The final game of the weekend, 6.30 p.m. Eastern. I'm sure the numbers for this game from the network will be absolutely sensational. It's an old-school duo here, or duo, I should say, between the Cowboys and the 49ers. We're focused on quarterbacks. A lot of questions coming into the playoffs. Dak Prescott is a high-level quarterback. Quarterback. Maybe doesn't show it at all times. Way too many interceptions this year. Can he go on the road in a playoff game and win against Tom Brady, the greatest of all time? He passed that with flying colors. Absolutely, Joe. Surgical in that game. And rightfully so. On the opposite side, San Francisco. Nobody wins with a rookie quarterback. He's not the number one pick, the number two pick here. He doesn't have 17 games already under his belt plus playoff experience. He came in late in the season, and all he has done is not lost and throw multiple touchdowns every single game. They said it, Joe. Huh, wait till he plays a road game. Check. Wait till he plays a good team at home in the Dolphins. Check. Wait until he gets to the playoffs and he turns into a rookie. Triple check there. He's been wonderful each way. So my question to you, the level of trust, Dak Prescott and Brock Purdy. How about it? Uh, it it's it's so ridiculous as uh, as far as what the 49ers are doing. First of all, third quarterback this year, Mr. Ovalvin, right? Rookie. Yeah. You throw this guy in six games ago and you're like, all right, well. <laughs> uh, but what we're learning and what we're starting to hear, Donnie, is that as big a crazy surprise it is to us on the outside um the word inside that locker room was they knew this kid had a little something a little juice um from the start in the quarterback room about how smart he was the way he carried himself um when he did have his opportunities on the field like this guy the none of the guys in that locker room are surprised he's having this kind of success because listen there's certain characteristics of winners, right? Guys that you just know there's something there and have given a chance, can uh, can they deliver? Well, he's done it. Um, he's absolutely crushed it. Why? Because he's got a great coach, he's got a million weapons, and they're not asking him to do something he can't do. They're putting him in a position to succeed. I trust Shanahan, and I've got no reason not to trust Brock Purdy, who, by the way, didn't wasn't one of these played two years at one school wanted another and then couldn't wait to come <laughs> out even though they win anything um he spent four years at iowa state with matt campbell who is one of the better college coaches you'll see um and you can tell there was a reason when he stepped on that field what six games ago donnie that he looked like he had been there his entire life this is a kid that's played a ton of football and the moment it, the game isn't too fast for him, and you can tell um, by the success he's had. He is not. He's out there playing football. He is not wide-eyed. He's not a deer caught in the headlights. Having said that, there is going to be that that I'm turning into a pumpkin moment at some point. It may come next year, um, but I don't know if it's going to come this weekend. As far as Dak goes, if you can give me the Dak Prescott I just saw in Tampa— 
we're good to go. The problem is how much faith you have in that Mike McCarthy and his OC uh, putting Dak in a position to be successful because we have seen it how many times where they set Dak up to fail. They didn't in Tampa. Will they against the 49ers remains to be seen. It was a great point you brought up about Brock Purdy getting in there and looking like he was ready to be an NFL player. And it says a lot about Kyle Shanahan getting that player ready behind the scenes. But also, it says a lot about Kyle Shanahan on a game day approach where I believe in that first mm -hmm. game, he threw the football 30-plus times. That wasn't, hey, look, yeah. let's hand the football off, <laughs> throw it 14 times and see if we could sneak out with a victory. They trusted Purdy off the bat right away. And also, if you go back to last week's games, I remember the first drive the 49ers had. Some bad throws there by Brock Purdy, missing some wide-open guys. Maybe he's not ready for the big stage was wonderful the rest of the way. Did you see the first series yep. Dak Prescott had against Tampa Bay? Like, oh my goodness, is Dallas even going to move the football tonight? And my goodness, mm -hmm. he had one of his best performance of his entire career. I love to see comebacks the same way we talked about Trevor Lawrence really struggling and then turning on the gas yep. and winning that football team for his team. Some great matchups to look forward to. And in the next segment, we're going to take a look at where some of these lines end up. But before we do that, the FanDuel Sportsbook, let's have some fun with some odds here this weekend because we get these expanded playbooks, if you will. And I want to take a look at this weekend, Joe, your thoughts on the highest scoring team of the divisional round. If we're looking at odds, of course, the Kansas City Chiefs at a plus 220 price, the Philadelphia Eagles at a plus 370 price, and the Buffalo Bills at 5-1. to one. So at that back end, the New York Giants 15-1, to one, the Cowboys 12-1. to one. In order to win that ticket, though, you can't say, hey, look at that. Giants scored 31 points. That's great. Well, they needed to score more than that. The Eagles scored 35 points to cash that ticket. Mm. So you're thinking of upsets on the bottom end of it. But for you, midweek, what are you thinking here? Highest scoring team of the week. Who could it be? So I think the highest scoring game of the weekend is going to be the Eagles and Giants. Um, I think that's going to be an awful lot mm, of fun to watch uh, yeah. unfold there. Yeah, I, I think there's going to be a ton of points in that game there. That was one of the first bets I made this week was to the over when it was at uh, 47. It's now 48 and a half. So the market seems to be in agreement there. Um, and, and listen, it, there's no doubting the Bills are capable of dropping 40. Uh, and that secondary of Cincinnati is not the same secondary as last year. Um, and so I think the Bills would be the favorite to score the most points this weekend of any team because I think they're more than yes. capable at home in this spot to do it. But I do think, do not be shocked if it's either uh, uh, Philadelphia or the Giants uh, at the end of the weekend when it's all said and done being the highest scoring team. I think it's pretty good looks by you there because I would be focused also on that Bills-Bengals game and not to say that the Eagles-Giants or Kansas City can't be that team, but if I'm looking from that mm. one game, we talked about all, like the running games, right, putting it together. We don't yep. think of the Buffalo Bills as, let's just hand it off to Singletary 35 times and see what happens here. Let's go to with the, with the Bengals. We say, okay, Mixon's a good running back. Have you seen what they've done for the past four games mm -hmm. on the ground? Barely getting 50 yards a game, like 2.8 yards per carry, which leads us to, let's throw the football. Completions and incompletions, yep. both a good team why incompletions stop the clock completions probably need a big play i'm looking towards that five to one here with the buffalo bills or if the cincinnati Bengals pull the upset which i don't necessarily think they can do but if they're going to score i doubt cincinnati wins this game joe 17 16 is what we're probably saying at this yes. point there will be points now talking about there will be points 
maybe some of these teams don't score very much at all. But if you watch Super Wild Card Weekend, you're like, hey, man, everybody's probably – what's the lowest scoring team? 24 points this week. Yep. We're looking at the Giants mm-hmm. at a plus 340 price. The Dallas Cowboys at a plus 440. The Jaguars at a plus 440. The Bengals at a plus 450. Why? Because the dogs in that environment. They're not supposed to score as much as the favorites. Why? Because that's why they're the underdogs. They're not technically mm-hmm. supposed to win the game. Who are you looking at as a possible lowest scoring team of the week in divisional round action? So, uh, I mean, you, you have to look at um, the Cowboys 49ers game as two really, really good defenses that are going to be able to get at it. With question marks, I mean, still rookie quarterback mm-hmm. waiting for that pumpkin sure. moment, right? Uh, that pass rush is going to be the best that he has seen. Uh, and at the same time, we have seen Dallas and Dak Prescott go through these droughts where, you know, 17 points was a struggle. So um, that is the one game I think that I look at. And uh, believe it or not, I mean, uh, I do think that I have it's the highest total on the board, Kansas City, Jacksonville. And yet it's the game that I am most confident is not even going to sniff. 50 points much less 53 points here so uh i would not be shocked if uh maybe just maybe um you know jacksonville uh, is on that list uh because i don't know if they're going to win that game but i don't think it's going to be a 35 30 shootout either so um i would lean towards that uh the dallas 49er game is probably your lowest scoring team coming from there it's so interesting when you look at it, too, because, you know, this market has evolved. It's shown up in the regular season at the FanDuel Sportsbook, but we're looking at yep. really good football teams not scoring points because they're playoff teams. How many times does this show up on the FanDuel Sportsbook? Ah, it's Houston Texans this week. It's the Titans this week. Like, yep. bad football teams not scoring, or Arizona when they're injured, or the Pittsburgh Steelers. But it's interesting saying to yourself in your mind, going, hold on, I'm only getting a plus 440 price for the Dallas Cowboys to be the lowest scoring team of the week with Dak Prescott after what I just saw on Monday Night Football. Maybe they can make a couple kicks here to tackle on even some more points so it is a pretty interesting market let's skip down uh do these quickly highest scoring game of the weekend now granted we're talking about like 21 to ones 12 to ones 10 to ones these numbers are lower jags chiefs comes into plus 170 giants eagles plus 290 Bengals bills plus 290 49ers and cowboys plus 390 if i'm taking a shot at this one probably would lean on the plus 290 here with the Bengals and the bills what do you think again highest scoring game just to double down on what you said previously I'm going to Eagles and Giants. I think that's going to be the uh, the fun one here uh, this weekend. I worry about the Bengals because I just watched them gain only 234 yards. And if it wasn't for a ridiculous returned, uh, you know, 99-yard <laughs> touchdown, Donnie, mm-hmm. they got 17 points in that game, barely. Uh, and I worry about them being able to score enough to put that one at the top. And by the way, take a look at high-scoring games again. Super Wild Card Weekend was sensational. Let me ask you this quick question here. Is there the ebbs and flows that we see during the season? Could that be coming now in the division around like, hey, we could get four straight unders, or are you just going to ride with the good times and be like, scoring is up and don't fight it? Well, Donnie, all I know is by the overs going 5-1 and one in Wild Card, um, all the value is going to be on the unders this week across the board. So that's the way I would be looking at all of these games. We're going to take a look at all of that and more. Four games this weekend in divisional action. We're going to get updates here from Joe Ranieri where he thinks these numbers will end up, particularly on the sides, but also we're going to dabble in some totals. So don't you go anywhere. Keep it in the NFL. We're having some fun on the early line. Come on back and join us. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Keeping it right here in the NFL for the early line. It's Joe and Donnie. One of the things we do each and every Wednesday is set you up for the weekend action and letting you know where we think these lines are going to end up. Now, typically it's a six-pack, eight games we talk about. But we're only talking about four. Why? There's only four games left here this weekend with eight teams. Sensational games across the board. Two Saturday, two Sunday. Let's start right away in order here. The Jacksonville Jaguars and the Kansas City Chiefs. If we look at the FanDuel Sportsbook here, we are sitting at an eight and a half, which was the opening number. So no movement off that. A total that opened up at the FanDuel Sportsbook at 50 and a half now sits at 52. We'll start here first with Kansas City as an eight and a half point favorite. This time, 4.30 p.m. on Saturday Eastern, what's that line going to be? Eight and a half, nine and a half, seven and a half, Joe? What are we thinking here? Well, I, I do think that uh, nine might be a possibility given the fact that uh, they're going to want to, uh, the books at some particular point are going to have so much liability in teaser uh, games that they may just push it up to nine so they can eliminate that and uh, put the old teaser stopper in and push it to nine. But uh, this was at that nine, nine and a half when it first opened. And it was bet all the way down. That initial influx of money was all on Jacksonville. It's starting to creep back up a little bit as the eight and a halfs are sitting out there. Again, prime teaser opportunity here. Uh, but to me, this is all about the uh, the total in this game. It's up to 53. I do think yep. it's going to keep inching a little bit higher, but I do think it's going to be the one game where the value in the total this week, uh, again, overs going five and one in wild card weekend. Um, th- for some reason, people have in this uh, in their mind on what a unbelievable over team this Kansas City Chiefs is. But guys, here's newsflash. Arrowhead was one of the most profitable under stadiums Mm. this year. Um, And it continues to be with Andy Reid and company. Um, This is not going to be a shootout. We just saw this game, right? We saw it already. Uh, In fact, I think it was week 10. Uh, They didn't sniff 50 points. 
uh, it was a 27-17 game. Oh, yeah, by the way, Jacksonville, after losing that game, rattled off, went 6-1 and one and 5-2 and two against the number the rest of the regular season in order to be able to win that AFC South. They got down big early, but they clawed their way back in there. This was not a shootout, and I don't think it's going to be a shootout this weekend either. So, uh, But I'm not in a rush to have to bet it because I do believe the public's going to continue to run and bet the over in this game, and yet I don't think it comes even close to uh, to 53 points, uh, much less 53 and a half or 54, which is where it may end up going before kickoff. It's such a good point you bring up, too, with the Kansas City Chiefs, because when you think of Patrick Mahomes, that offense, Andy Reid, mm -hmm. Arrowhead, you're supposed to think of points, and rightfully so. But many teams that come into Arrowhead, they don't have the mentality, Joe, that says, hey, you know what the best way to beat Kansas City is? Just get into a shootout <laughs> exactly. and see if you can outduel them. Yep. It's moving the football. It's playing sound. It's putting pressure on Mahomes, hoping Mahomes maybe has an off day. But it's never that, hey, look, what are they going to score, 35? Well, we got to get the 40, and that's how our play calling mm -hmm. has to be, taking deep shots left and right, not kicking field goals i mean apparently it can work out at times but that's not the way you beat them by saying let's do what they do best and try to beat them at their own game if we're looking at weather conditions they shouldn't be too bad this weekend here in kansas city mid 30s which is fine at this time of the year some light precipitation that might be in the forecast but the winds don't seem like they're going to be an issue we should get a clean environment for scoring so we'll see where that winds up the night game in south philadelphia here Good weather conditions as well. Light winds, no rain in the forecast, mid-30s, low 40s in that range. So we should get a pretty clean slate here if we want to get points. This line opened up at the FanDuel Sportsbook. I saw it on Sunday at that 8.5 range, 45.5. It's now 7.5, and there were 7s out here yesterday early in the day. Those are now gone all to 7.5, but the total has been on the run here of 3 points from the early line posted to 48.5. Do we see this game, Joe, at seven or less? Or are we looking at that seven and a half range all the way through? And also the total. Could we even creep closer to 50 in this ball game in your perspective? Yeah, so um, it's interesting uh, because we saw when sevens were available, it got uh, it got pushed up to, uh, to seven and a half, right? Um, and listen, I don't think, uh, you know, the public after that uh, game against uh, uh, Minnesota there, a lot of love for the, um, you know, for the Giants as well. But people have their uh, sense about a healthy Jalen Hurts. Now, especially today, Donnie, didn't show up on the injury report anymore. Um, I do think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to run to the window with the Eagles and be like, ha ha, they're going to run over this Giants team. They're overrated. This is where uh, it ends. Well, I, I mean, the pros already bet it up to seven and a half, and I don't see it going up any higher unless there's just such a influx of public money on there. I think seven was the line drawn in the sand um, by the uh, pros. I think the Joes will probably lay it a little bit more. But ultimately, Donnie, this is another one of those. Tease it down to one, one and a half. Yeah. Um, I think that that's going to be a huge popular bet. And there's nothing wrong with approaching it this way. Uh, but it is also a game that I think is going to be an awful lot of fun. Again, 47 it opened up at. 48 and a halfs are in the marketplace. So the market is in agreement that this is going to be a fun one. This is probably going to be the shootout of the weekend.
And how about this one, too? Both number one seeds here, Joe, are going to take place with these games on a yep. Saturday, which certainly benefits the team off the bye without that extra 24 hours to prepare. So maybe something to think about there. If I give you a question here, Jacksonville and the New York Giants, comparable lines, right? Eight and a half and seven and a half mm -hmm. is where we sit out. Who's the shocker here? Who has the better chance to go in against a number one seeded team and pull out a victory? Keep in mind, the Giants, I don't think I've won in Philadelphia in 10 years at this point. But also, you're dealing with Andy Reid coming off a bye as the number one yep. seed in the Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes. Who do you think has the better chance at walking in the door, not covering, actually pulling the upset here? Both. Um, and I think they both Ooh, I, like I would not be shocked, Donnie, if you and I woke Ooh. up and we were like uh, on uh, Monday and be like, oh, I, I cannot be. believe Don't do it uh, Kansas me. City yeah, and Philadelphia are, are out. I mean, we, we shouldn't be. I, and listen, that's that's an outright win, right? It would not shock me. Sometimes yeah. that whole bye week thing works against some teams um, because now you've got a team that's really rolling like the Giants having to go in against Philadelphia, who really hasn't played a meaningful game in how long? Now all of a sudden, a week off, yes, the bumps and bruises, but at this point in the season, everybody is still hurt regardless of the point. Uh, Andy Reid, you mentioned it, really good coming off of a bye, but we've also seen that little slow starting uh, sometimes, too, when they come by. And over the last 20 years in the divisional rounds, um, it has been one of the most profitable angles to take, fading number one seeds. 13-25-1 ATS in the last 20 years, fading number ones at this point. And, oh, yeah, if they are favored by less than 10 points, those number one seeds, which both are, um, 822-1, over the last 20 years covering the number, which means the dogs, that's where the value lies, backing both of them, whether or not they get over the hump and actually pull the upset, but you'd have to sprinkle a little something on there if you're going to back them on the number. You better put a little something on the money line as well. There you go. Talking about some popular dogs. Let's get the Sunday afternoon action. 3 p.m. kickoff Cincinnati and Buffalo. Joe Burrow, Josh Allen mm. talked about the level of trust. Two really good quarterbacks. But if we're taking a look at a line here at the FanDuel Sportsbook, we're sitting at a minus four and a half price here for those Buffalo Bills. By the time we get to Sunday mid-afternoon, Joe, where's that line going to be? Um, well, you know, a lot of people are shocked that it's continuing to get up uh, up there, right? Fives, uh, like, wait, wait, I thought this was going to go. Yeah, no, it's not. Um, and I can tell you right now, it's not the public betting the bills. Uh, the public is all over the Bengals. They are, without a doubt, this, uh, this round's trendy dog, uh, just like Tampa was uh, last week. And now we've got Cincinnati. Um, everyone's going to look at that, mostly because the public sees this Bengals team like they did last year's Bengals team that, uh, you know, came so close in the Super Bowl uh, to winning it. It is not. This Bengals team is not even close to that team. In fact, the secondary in the defense is much worse. The offensive line is in total shambles. They can't run the ball. This looks like the Bengals team. Remember how they started off the year Donnie, remember yeah. that? The offensive line was a mess. They were, they was brand new. They couldn't figure it out. Burrow was getting sacked. Mixon couldn't run the ball. Yeah, that's exactly this Cincinnati team going into Buffalo. It's getting bet up. 
because the pros are betting Buffalo uh, because they know Buffalo is going to have edges on both sides of the ball and they're going to be able to take advantage of that weak secondary of Cincinnati, which the Ravens couldn't. But yet the Ravens outgained them 364 to 234. Yes. If it ain't for that scoop and score, we're having a different conversation right now about this game. But uh, I think five, five and a half, it's going to stay somewhere in that range by the time kickoff comes. Win the line of scrimmage, win the football game. Sometimes it's just that easy. It looks like the Buffalo Bills have that yep. decided advantage there. Let's get to the game, 6.30 p.m. on Sunday, the centerpiece of the divisional round weekend. That's mm. the Dallas Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers. This line opened up in that four range here, but now at the FanDuel Sportsbook, we are seeing a minus three at a minus 118 price. So people feeling the Dallas Cowboys and that price coming lower. I would be absolutely shocked, to be honest, if this line was three on Sunday afternoon, not meaning that it would go to two and a half or less. I just see this line creeping up higher by the end of the week. I love the 49ers in this game, and I'm shocked that it's at three right now. What's your opinion on this game and where that line actually ends up, Joe? Well, you know, it's uh, to me, this is the hardest game uh, of them all. I know a lot of people that uh, jumped on the Cowboys at four when it opened up. Mm -hmm. uh, you had mentioned it's now uh, come back down, and, and I get it. I mean, it's the two best defenses, right? The Cowboys led the league in takeaways this year, 33. Uh, but we also have a rookie quarterback, the 49ers, and Dak Trescott, who, oh, by the way, led the league in INTs this year. And he missed five games and still led the league in INT. So while I lean uh, the 49ers in this one here, I don't really, to me, this might just be a prop game, Donnie. Something where uh, you pick, you know, figure out a couple of props on each side over yep. there and go with it there. Um, you have two solid offenses that are certainly capable of putting up points, but against these two defenses, um, this game might be a rock fight when it's all said and done. And which quarterback doesn't turn the ball over could be the deciding factor. How about this one, too? 55 degrees at kickoff. No rain this week in the mm -hmm. forecast. We were worried about it last yep. week. And light winds. So if we, quickly, if we look at the total, 45 and a half rising this weekend, yep. or could it get below 45? I think you're going to get right in. It's going to be right in that sweet spot. And I'll also say this. This is now the fourth consecutive away game for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, they have not True. played a home True. game in, in forever. So they're back out on the road in Levi. Um, a tough spot for the Cowboys, but this is the least uh, shootout-style game I think we're going to have. Um, I'd be shocked if it gets any higher than the 45-45 and a half here. And also keep in mind, the Dallas Cowboys played late on Monday night, have to fly back to Dallas, then fly yep. out to Santa Clara. We'll see how that pertains to it. But again, a Wednesday in the books here on the early line with Joe Ranieri Ooh. rising and grinding with us. A true professional, as always. One more segment to go. Aaron Rodgers is the topic. Come on back with us. It's the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay, last segment of the day here for the early line on a Wednesday morning right here on the Sports Grid Network, Sirius XM Channel 159. Myself and Joe Ranieri powering through from 7 to 9 a.m. before we hand it over to Ben Stevens and the morning after along with the rest of your Sports Grid programming for the day. Talked a lot of hot topics and they spent the first hour talking NBA action and also college basketball. Flipped it over in hour number two. Talked a little college football to start and then wound, or excuse me, so to say, wound down the NFL weekend with the four games, two on Saturday and two on Sunday. But we're going to talk about a player that's not currently playing in the playoffs, but at the top of the news headlines. Listen up. What seems like the never-ending saga of Aaron Rodgers, the Green Bay quarterback, and I'm about to tell you, it sort of caught me off guard here, that he's actually played 19 seasons with the Green Bay Packers, headed for a possibly, or excuse me, 18 seasons, headed for a 19th season, which is incredible here. And if we quote, I still need to mentally get to the point where I feel 100% locked in and ready to play 19th season. And if I do, we'll rock and roll and figure it out. If I don't, Then we'll go into the jungles for a while. That's a quote from Aaron Rodgers, which seems a lot like the past two years at this point. Do I want to come back and play football? Do I want to be a Green Bay Packer? And do I want to go elsewhere? It's so simple to me with Aaron Rodgers. If you want to come back, you're a superstar quarterback, a Hall of Fame caliber guy, still playing at 39 years old at a high level. Just tell the Packers, I need a tight end, a wide receiver, and help me out on offense, and we can make a run to the Super Bowl. Because if Devontae Adams never left town, you know what division around weekend would probably include? The Green Bay Packers. But they traded away their best asset, and look what it did to the football team. It took them darn near 10 weeks to actually get in rhythm at the wide receiver position, and it was too late. So next year, Aaron Rodgers, your best option, if you want to come back, is to be a Green Bay Packer. But just tell Gutenkoost and the boys you need help on offense, draft me some talent, and go sign a few players. And maybe we can make a run to a Super Bowl before you actually retire. That'll do it for today's show. Stay tuned for the morning after coming up with Ben Stevens. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.